Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. Depression and, and anxiety, things like that are real. But as an entrepreneur, like everything is in your hands. Like you got to be the one that shows up. And so you take it personal a lot, as you know. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought, wow, I really thought I'd be further ahead by now? If so, you are not alone. I've spent the last two years traveling the globe looking for the answers. The problem is, it's fear of failure that was holding me and so many of you back. I realized that no one was telling the real story of entrepreneurship. So I flew to the US, decided to face my fear and go all out to build my million dollar business completely from scratch. But the real question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our online tribe and share the internet's top marketing secrets. My name is Jamie Atkinson and this is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. Welcome back, Entrepreneur Junkies. You're back with Jamie Atkinson on the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement Podcast, and I am graced by the all-beautiful presence of the lovely Heath Armstrong again. I kind of made you sound like very elegant and a bit like a lady and kind of small, but for anybody that's met <laughs> Heath, he's about like six foot fucking nine or this crazy tall guy. How tall are you, Heath? Six five. Six five, yeah, yeah. So maybe not six nine. That's just my imagination. Um, but you nine. definitely power. Yeah, you definitely tower over a lot of people. And um, I just, for this episode, I haven't really got a plan about what I want to talk about. But there's some cool things that I think have happened kind of in your life, definitely in the last couple of years. A couple of things which are really awesome, I think, is WDS, the World Domination Summit. I really love this new ad you've got on Facebook. I think that's super sexy and, and kind of freaking mm. hilarious. Um, that's and beautiful. Then, yeah, man. And then you've also got all of the kind of crazy shit that's happened in your life because we, we kind of talk a lot on this podcast about the reality and the truth of entrepreneurship. And I know you've hit a few bumps along the road. Um, so yeah, what do you want to talk about, buddy? What, what would be cool? Let's talk about the, the reality first. Let's talk about the hard stuff, man. I think it's the most valuable sometimes. I love that. Yeah. And, and this is really kind of the real purpose of why I started this podcast is that I saw so many people, you know, we talked about it on the last episode a little bit, who put that kind of 1% success out there. They, you know, they post the picture of them on the beach and it's with the cars and the success and it's, oh, I'm doing amazing. But in reality, like every day can be a struggle and sometimes you can have more downs than ups, you know? So, with everything on your journey, Heath, because I know a little bit about your backstory and kind of where you got started when you first wanted to leave your job. And it's funny that you're in such a, an interesting kind of intellectual position now because you used to work in construction, right? I did. I did. I worked in, I took a job for $13 an hour working in a factory where we made sewage, concrete sewage containers for people's poo to run through underground so it couldn't have been more of a uh yeah man it was it's crazy it's crazy to, to look back on it wasn't that long ago that was that wasn't that long ago at all you know that was like 2010 so not even 10 years 
That's crazy. So I, I really like starting at the beginning because I think it resonates with so many people who might be listening to this right now and the position that they're at. So when it all started out, what was probably the biggest hurdle for you to kind of overcome and, and how did you do it? Oh, man. I didn't understand that you could be an entrepreneur or do what you wanted or not have a boss until many years later. It all kind of came together in a very strange fashion. Like, I realized I didn't want to work in that factory. So then I started thinking about, like, what can I do to differentiate myself to get a better job? So I basically was looking at how old the technology was for doing all these different calculations for making concrete mixtures, a lot of boring stuff, but basically to make bridges, it's different than to make a mix that goes underwater or it's different than to make a concrete mix um, that's waterproof and and things like that. So I I started looking at all the different like procedures and things that went along with that. And, and it was just like all manual hand calculating and writing on forms. So I was like, you know, there's gotta be, thousands of these companies out there that that make concrete like they can't just be doing this all manually so i made i made a website and i started building all these online calculators and this is i wasn't really sure how to make a website when i started this like i used the very first version of wix way back in the day it was literally like it was built on flash back then you could like drag and drop things it was terrible (laughs) nobody would even like i tried to show it to one of my professors that i just graduated from school with and she was like oh that's yeah so then I like, I taught my, after that, I was like, well, I need to get this into something that somebody, somebody can use. And I ended up making a website called concretehelper.com that had all these different calculators. And I started learning WordPress basically. And I started learning a little bit of HTML that I had pulled back from high school and some classes that I had taken and using them. And I ended up making all these really unique calculators that started getting massive amounts of views because I I also was pairing it with all these news articles I was scraping every day in the construction industry. And that led to one, another thing. Like I actually was like, Oh, well now I can make websites. Let me try to start making them for other people for money. And then maybe I can quit this factory shop. And so we like, I made this business with some dude I didn't really know anything about. And we created this business and started selling websites. We sold one to holiday in for like, $8,500 in like 2010. It was insane. We didn't even like, it was like literally just the most ridiculous quote ever. We probably would have done it for $300, but they said yes. (laughs) And as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to quit my job. So I did. And I was like, we'll just continue to sell websites forever. Well, then I realized I didn't know how to sell anything. And I didn't know anybody who needed a website or how to find them. And I knew nothing about online marketing. And so I went into a pretty deep depression. I was already kind of borderline alcoholic, but I became a very raging alcoholic is what I would call it. And I kept that for many, many years. I ended up having to go back into the construction industry and get another job. And I worked at that job for about five years, but that job allowed me to work from home sometimes. So I continued to like diddle around online and I made all these ridiculous websites that weren't making money, but I was learning how to do certain things. I had one called Hillary Clinton is a man.com at one point that the federal (laughs) government actually shut down. (laughs) Um, I had another one shut down by an actual college uh, in Tennessee, which was interesting. So I, I was pushing buttons and just like learning how to do certain things that got people's attention, but I still wasn't doing anything that was, that was like any legit business or anything like that. I tried to start another website company, which ended up just me being 
this person who was going around to my clients in the construction industry and then also building their websites on the side for them for a certain amount of money. But, you know, when you're trading your time for energy and, you're, and you have one of the service businesses, it can be very tiring too. And I realized very quickly that doing my job was not that much worse than having to go and work with people to build their websites. You were dealing with the same kind of like infrastructure. So basically I, I worked that job for about five years and I had a couple really bad rock bottom moments where I, I woke up in my garage face down one time with a nosebleed, an empty bottle of liquor. And I was too weak to get up to go walk to the front yard where my car was parked in the middle of the yard and it was still running. And you could smell gas fumes everywhere because it had been running since who knows when I parked it there. Um, you know, I was blackout. Like I had no memory of the last 24 hours at all. And I was just like, dude, like I'm going to die. Like I don't understand what this is. Like I have this house, I have four bedrooms. I have, you, you hear this a lot with entrepreneurs, like why they got into being an entrepreneur. And it's because you have all of the things from a traditional job or a traditional lifestyle. And especially here in America, man, like I had five vacation days a year, like five vacation days all year is what the company would give us. It's fucking insane. And I thought it was normal. So I would like try to figure out any way that I could to like weasel away one day but I just broke. I broke, man. And I, uh, out of that, I decided that I wanted to live. And I had this weird thing happen where I, I opened up my phone and it was the first time Apple actually forced a podcast onto um, the podcasting app on your phone. And I opened it and I listened to this podcast with this amazing woman named Amber Vilhauer. And she runs No Guts, No Glory Enterprises, which is actually an internet marketing uh, company who helps people launch bestseller campaigns and things like that. And she was just like, I sent her a message. I don't even know what it, what it said. I have a screenshot somewhere, but it was something probably fairly depressing, trying to spread negative energy, <laughs> asking for help. And she just responded. She was the first person ever to be like, you don't have to do that. Like you can make your own life. Like you, why don't, why don't I call you? Let me just talk to you for like 10, 15 minutes. And I was like, what? Like somebody wants to help me. Like she doesn't even know me. This this woman who like is super, super successful. She was just on, that podcast that I picked up was obviously it was an entrepreneur on fire episode. Cause it was like, you know, the main page back then every time. And, um, I was like, so she talked to me and then she was like, look, like you, ha you have talent, these things that you've told me, you, you obviously have a will. You're, you're depressed because you don't want to be doing these things. You don't have to do them anymore. This is what you need to do. One, you know, stop drinking Two, you need a morning routine. So let me introduce you to my friend, Hal Elrod, who is, you know, the, <laughs> selling author. And back then it was, I think he just had the regular miracle morning had come out. Um, but now he's got like so many different versions. He's an international bestseller. He's brilliant. Uh, introduced me to him. I, I incorporated a morning routine. Then she introduced me to a guy named Paul Kemp who was running a podcast called the app guy back then. And he, for no reason at all, just decided that he wanted to mentor me and he taught me how to do podcasting. And I got over my fear of talking to people and I started reaching out to start that first podcast I did, which was called the RT now show back then 2014, I think. And, um, dude, I can't believe it's been five years. My second <laughs> interview was with a Hollywood director and he was like, drop some bombs on me, man. Like one of them was every day is a bonus round, slow down and enjoy something beautiful. What was he to want to have anything to do with make doing an episode with me is what I was thinking, which a lot of entrepreneurs think, you know? And, and through that process of podcasting, I met all of these people that started changing my life. I met Jason Moore through Zero to Travel, who helped me make some very extreme decisions to move away from some businesses that I was trying to create in those early days. And he was the one who kind of 
helped me with my intuition to go towards e-commerce and selling on Amazon because I had this opportunity through another guy that I met podcasting. He was like, I kind of think I figured something out. I want to show you how I do it. I need somebody who is willing to take risks and so I can see if the system works. And I was like, well, sure, I'll do it after I talk to Jason Moore. And from that on, dude, like, I mean, it wasn't August 2015, I started doing e-commerce. By December 2016, I had $100,000 a month. And I did it also had another one in January, 2017. And I was like, it was the, you know, in May of 2016, I quit my job. I sold everything that I had. This was before I hit the hundred thousand dollar month, but I was doing like 40 or 50 and it was enough for me to live off of and replace my income and travel. So I, I sold everything I had. I quit my job. I sold my house and I moved across the country and I started going nomad. And basically it was just like, I've never had this much money. I have freedom. I don't have a boss. Like this is what I can't believe this actually happened to me. Like vision to reality type thing where you're like, you don't expect it. And then it happens one day and you're like, Whoa, like all of that was so worth it. Like just listening to the intuition was worth it. But then right after I talked to you, Jamie, for the first time, which I think was somewhere around like April, 2017, somewhere around that zone. Cause the paradise pack was coming out. I think. Yeah, that was, that was then that April, 2017. Yeah. So on April 13th, 2017, Amazon suspended my account. My dog died, who was unexpectedly, she unexpectedly passed away. She was like the love of my life. And my grandfather died. So I lost the business and all in one day. And the business got frozen. I didn't expect it to go as long as it did. And it's just a whole weird system with Amazon and, and their problem. But basically, I ended up having to lay off all these employees. All of the money that I had made through all those killer months was just immediately gone. I All my inventory was held up, and it, and it was just a dagger. And on top of that, you know, I'm dealing with trying to launch the journal and, you know, to talk about how happy you can be while I'm feeling like the most depressed person in the world in my current situation, not knowing if I was going to get my business back. And I didn't know for, for 40 days until it finally got unfrozen. But until to this day, I still have not made that type of sales up because of that freeze. And it has drastically affected me, but I kept going. And with that whole process of losing all of that, I was like, well, you know, I was thinking hell Elrod style. Like I have this bracelet I wear, it's called a, I can't change a bracelet. And essentially I think like, well, if something happens, I can either let this cripple me or I can use it as motivation to move towards the next great summit. And that's what I always do, man. I just choose, I choose to feel it and to move on. And I've had crazy things happen since then. Like I've been able to recuperate. I obviously through that next year, every emotion that I came in contact with trying to build that back up and sustain, not having to go get another job was something that I put into the domination deck. So every one of those cards has a little bit of a story behind it. And that affirmation deck was the result of me scraping my way out of that depression hole again. <laughs> and it was pretty phenomenal. Like I've been through a lot of highs and highs and lows and lows. And after that all happened, you know, I was getting ready to get married last year. And um, I went backpacking right before the wedding and came back and my fiance, who was like my best friend and we never had any, issues like we just had the perfect I'm telling you man it was like from what I thought the best relationship ever 
she just completely left like right before the wedding. Didn't say anything about it. Didn't give me any reasons to this day. Hasn't opened up about it at all. Obviously there was a communication problem on her end there. That was a really hard thing to do because she was the person that I worked through everything with. Like we, we, we quit our jobs together. We created businesses together. We went nomad together and all of a sudden she didn't want to, do nomad anymore. She didn't want to be an entrepreneur. All of a sudden she just wanted to have a regular job and she wanted somebody who would come home and from work every day and talk with her about work. And it was just like the craziest switch. I was like, wait, that's what we just built everything to get away from. So it was another case of just like, wow, I feel like I've lost myself completely now. What do I do? And so it's been about eight or nine months since that point now. And, and I was able to we, you know, we did the Kickstarter for Rage Create, and now I've really built Rage Create into a company that's like pretty cool. And I'm working on some other business models with with Amazon, and I'm continuing to pick up sales with resale on um, outdoor gear and things like that. But it's been a wild ride, dude. It's been tough not to give up. And I, when I said that, you know, as you post things on social media, when you talk about your lows, which you've done several times, like those things really do pull people out, including me. Like I, I really meant it when I would read things like that from you and being authentic, how important that is to see. And I think a lot of, a lot more of us should be doing that should be sharing the darker sides of the journey because it happens way more than, than the other stuff. And, and people need to see it, man, because it makes people feel alone when they don't see it. Yeah. And I completely resonate with that. And, and thanks so much for sharing that whole story. And, and that's really why I wanted to ask, because I know, you know, having been your friend, the, the journey that you've been on and what's kind of scary is that that, that journey is terrifying and there's a lot of lows and a lot of things that happen, but that, that story isn't unique. That happens to so many entrepreneurs, right? There's so many people that I know that have had not the same things happen and, and definitely not in the magnitude because, you know, <laughs> they've definitely been swinging well, at you. The universe has been swinging at you a few times to say, I'm going to take you out. And you've been resilient and said, you know what, I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to, you know, see and, and kind of progress and keep going. But this happens to a lot of people. Know, it happens to people way. I mean, in my position, I've been very grateful. It happens much harder. Like there's, there's a lot of things that can happen in people's lives and I'm very blessed to be who I am. But yes, even on a smile, like a finite scale of just depression and, and anxiety, things like that are real. But as an entrepreneur, like everything is in your hands. Like you got to be the one that shows up. And so you take it personal a lot, as you know, if something you work on, we oftentimes work on projects for a year and there's no payback and you invest so much money. I mean, I've done crazy things like put 70 or 80 grand on credit cards, not knowing if things would work. And sometimes they work and sometimes they don't, you know, I've gotten myself into six figures debt from business decisions that I thought would work out that didn't. And so it's this continuous high and high and low and low, but it's, yeah, dude, it's kind of like a family community. I, I believe if everyone talks about those things, then we realize that we're not crazy for doing them, but we also have support if we need uh, help getting out of them as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And I actually think community is really important, and and that's actually a really good stopping point for this episode. Uh, Heath, have you got time for one more episode? 
always do. <laughs> that was a good <laughs> ranting episode. You know? Oh, I love that. That was that was but that was really yeah. valuable. Listening to that from me, and I'm sure my audience is going to feel the same. It's so valuable to hear that that story and to see kind of what you've gone through and and to be honest and authentic about it. All right, guys. So if you've enjoyed these last two episodes, we're going to be on for one more episode with Heath Armstrong. Make sure to tune in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the end and for sticking around till the end of the episode. I want to give you something awesome for free. So a lot of you guys know I launched my podcast program to the first time to a brand new audience and we did in seven days nearly $12,400 worth of income, which is absolutely insane to a brand new audience. And what I wanted to do was give away that exact funnel that I used to drive all of the traffic there completely for free. So if you guys want to grab a copy of this funnel, it's yours completely free. Head to www.thepodcastjunkie.com forward slash opt-in and make sure you grab a copy now. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.